Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Last week and weekend, we saw the 2020 season kick off in some areas. On the west side of the state, over there in the Quincy, Ursa, Illinois area, guys are spreading manure and putting on anhydrous. In Neiman, reports of some beans being planted over there. Other parts of the state, uh, some guys are again applying anhydrous ammonia and leveling ground, both vertical and horizontal. Um, a spattering of guys that have been putting in some soybeans, and so far that's been more of a trial plot acreage. Nobody's going whole hog on it, but guys are sticking some beans in just to experiment with them. This week we had a meeting at the uh, Ursa Farmers Co-op over at Ursa. Great group of guys with lots of questions. A number of the questions were centered on a field in their community that Matt had followed and collected data on all year. While the field didn't start out to be a plot, it kind of turned into one. This field, they had applied spring anhydrous, 170 pounds, as a, <clears throat> as a spring application, but a portion of the field was too wet to get the applicator across. So they decided to leave it and come back with a broadcast application of 138 pounds of dry urea. The whole field was worked that same day, both the urea and the anhydrous. This field also had about 57 pounds of an applied as ammonium sulfate and uh, DAP. The anhydrous part of the field then had a total of 227 pounds of N spring applied, while the urea portion had 195 pounds applied to it. By June, the urea portion of the field was starting to show N deficiencies. A Y-drop application was made to this corn around June 30th. The ammonia part of the field didn't show these same N deficiencies. The question was why did 195 pounds of surface applied in on soybean stubble worked in show a deficiency and the spring anhydrous didn't? What the field was visibly showing were several of the things that we talk about in the 4R concepts when we're talking about in. The first being the right place. The anhydrous was banded while the urea was broadcast across the surface. You always pick up efficiencies when you band a nutrient. When we band nitrogen, we keep it away from the bulk of the microbes, meaning that we have less immobilization. In this field, the portion that was broadcast has a much higher amount that is tied up in that initial immobilization in the spring. So where we broadcast the urea, it's going to come in contact with more microbes and it's going to be a process that's going to consume more because the microbes are going to have easy access to it. The 4R concept that played into the deficiency is the right product. Another 4R concept, I should say, that played into the deficiency is the 4R product. All of this nitrogen applied is or will be in the ammonium source. Remember, ammonium and H4 is like jet fuel to the soil microbes. Here in our plots, uh, locally, we've seen corn on corn literally suck up 150 pounds of ammonium N in the spring. It just disappears from the balance sheet for a while. It didn't mobilize back to nitrates 
um, right away. So it just kind of disappears. And when it's gone from the balance sheet, in the meantime, you can run pretty tight on ant if you don't have them plants covered with another form. It will come back and it, we will see net mineralization, but it's amazing how much can be consumed in a carbon-rich environment. One of the reasons we like some UAN in the spring is that it has some nitrate in it, giving us a chance to pick up some nitrate that isn't consumed so quickly by the microbes. They don't consume it as fast as they do the ammonium. Like most fields, this field did receive large amounts of spring rain that not only pushed back planting, but pushed nitrogen around some. One of the things to remember about urea nitrogen, and we're talking in this case dry urea, but it could be half of your UAN is urea as well, is that urea in the urea form is more mobile than nitrates when it comes to leaching. Heavy rains on urea can push it deeper in the soil. Now it will convert eventually to ammonium and then nitrate, but it might be below the root zone when it happens in the spring like it did this year. The other 4-R factor in this plot is the right rate. They added 60 pounds of N with the Y-drop to the urea, pushing the total N rate up to 255 pounds, which added over 56 bushel in yield. That's a $193 return on your investment but it was still $86 behind the spring anhydrous with its total at only 227 pounds. They also added those 60 pounds of N with the Y drop to a block of this anhydrous, bringing its N total up to 287 pounds. This too jumped yield almost 20 bushel. With an ROI of $44, that's a worthwhile endeavor. On any efficiencies on this field, they range from 1.59 for the dry urea to as tight as 1.18 for the anhydrous. While the spring anhydrous had the highest N efficiency at 1.18, adding 60 more pounds to it in the Y drop did lower our efficiency rating to 1.35, but it was the most profitable. Sometimes I hear farmers sharing their N efficiency rates, you know, like credit scores or something, but when it comes down to it, it's still yield and ROI. You can lower your N per bushel efficiency far enough to put yourself into a negative ROI. Now this farm is obviously nitrogen thirsty farm. It's, it's low on ISNTs uh, and it just doesn't supply enough N. When we have farms in this category, we have to bring our A-game to nitrogen management. Understanding the four R's is a must. There's just no room for slop. Saw some soybean stubble getting worked with a soil finisher this past week that kind of made me cringe a little as how it looked coming up behind the finisher. As they would say, she was a little fresh. I mean wet. If these fields are going to corn, this layer worries me. 80% of the compaction issues I deal with every year are caused by the first pass in the spring. 
If your neighbor is leveling ground with a vertical harrow, that doesn't mean your ground is fit for horizontal tillage running three, four, five inches deep. Dig down just below your tillage depth, ball that soil up, and see if it'll ribbon between your thumb and your forefinger. If you can get it to ribbon, it's going to be a compaction layer and you're going to get to deal with it in July. Let's, let's not shoot ourselves in the foot before we get started. The crews have been out uh, soil testing as weather is allowed, so our 2020 season is off and running as well. If you haven't turned in your spring soil testing needs, try to get that done soon. We do have some openings for summer internships if anyone's interested or knows of somebody that would be interested. Registration is now open for the Corn Soybean College on July 21st-22nd. Those who uh, want to register, just go to our website, croptechinc.com, click on the Corn Soybean College tab, and get yourself registered. Our theme this year is focus on the details to achieve your 2020 vision. We'll be posting agendas and videos as time goes on. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.